Hello and welcome to the Edify Podcast. This is designed for you, preacher, teacher, shepherd, deacon of the kingdom of God, for your edification, for your uplifting, for your ministry. We all heard it growing up. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Eye contact. Maintaining consistent eye contact is key. Mark 10 and 27 Uh, It was said of Jesus that looking at them, Jesus said. When you think about eye contact, you think about maybe having a conversation with a person in front of you, and uh, they are looking at you, and they're nodding their head, and they're they're looking uh, intently at you. They're agreeing. They're nodding. They're uh, making motions with their with their mouth or their their body language is just reading. all over the place. You you know they're listening. They're intentful. But but then there's some people that when they look at you, they may be making eye contact, but it looks like that their eyes are about to cross. They're looking through you. Um, you can tell nobody's at home. And then there are folks who you're having a conversation with, and they pull out their cell phone, uh, and they are um, not interested in anything that you're having to say. Maintaining eye contact with people while you preach while you teach, while you have a Bible study uh, with with a person, is is of course very important. Many people have a hard time listening attentively to a teacher who does not regularly take his eyes off his notes to look at them. Uh, so, some practical suggestions to to kind of help you get your eyes off your notes and to not look to the back of the building, uh, not look in between people, but to look at people. Um, point number one concerning notes, uh, keep the paragraphs in your notes short. If you have, if you have paragraphs, if you're, if you're a note person, I know we've talked about notes before and and getting away from them and, and, and so knowing your sermon that, you know, the main points, you know, your, your, your interjections and all those sorts of things. But, but many inexperienced preachers, uh, and teachers bring pages and pages of notes, uh, to the pulpit that no teacher or experienced preacher is going to attempt to teach from. Um, Their paragraphs may have 20 lines of text. None of the words are highlighted. They're not in bold fonts. Um, And so no wonder they have a hard time looking up, and they they look down to their notes so often because they're reading from a a book, basically. They've looked up for a brief second, and now they're trying to figure out where they were. Uh, I want to encourage you to keep your paragraph short. Uh, if you do write paragraphs, if you're making a point, three to five sentences is, is probably good. So let let your notes breathe. Put a space between your paragraphs. Don't try to fit everything on two or three pages of notes. So so keep your paragraphs uh, short if you have those. Inside this paragraph, if you're going to take notes and use paragraph format, use a neon marker. So highlight a keyword or two in each paragraph. Or if you if you have a font, highlight the font, uh, make it bigger. Um, you know, uh, just just make something stand out, whether it's a bold or a bigger font or italicized or, or whatever it is. Um, this is going to help you to just look down briefly at your notes and then pop back up. So number three, print out your notes early. Like I said, you know, if you got your notes, best way to get your eyes off your notes is to print your notes uh, that you go over them three or four times and, and going over your notes more than once. Uh, will help Im- embed you and embed in you what, what it is that you want to say and, and, and embed into your memory what you want to say. So if you print out your notes, you know, a, a half an hour before you, you try to teach or preach, 
and you quickly skim through them, you're probably going to be reading from your notes most of the time. Something that I like to do, uh, I'm a very tangible and visual person. I like to draw, and I like to draw my notes. I'm trying to make a point. I'm trying to remember what I was thinking about. Uh, there's a reason why the Macintosh computer um, that, that most of us um, used in years gone by um, or, or you know, Apple or whatever, they've got icons down at the bottom of the screen. And these little small pictures are there to remind us of what's going on or what's going to happen if we click on them. Um, look down at that small picture of a fox that's wrapped around a globe, and you're going to remember that, that that's your Firefox. Or if you've got a um, you've got a little white icon with a with a little presentation table, you know that that's your keynote, um, uh, or, or whatever. Icons they are they are good for you to remember. Um, they they set things up in your mind. You think about um, I think nowadays on social media they're doing the um, um, guess, guess the logo, you know, or, or guess, guess the restaurant by the logo, uh, missing pieces. And so it's easy. There's something iconic about icons and logos that help us, you know, see that. Um, so maybe, maybe drawing little icons, little symbols, um, or if you're a seasoned artist, draw a stick figure in the margin of your notes. So when you look down and you see a cloud or a tree or a stick or, you know, a figure on, on their knees, you can easily more recall what it is that you want to say. And although this is an, un, that's a big word, here we go, unorthodox uh, suggestion, I, I've never seen this recommended in, in any of the books or, or preaching that I've read, and but it, but it has helped me personally. Uh, I have one Bible that I took all of my notes at the Memphis School of Preaching in, in this wide margin. And um, inside those margins, there are all kinds of doodles and drawings and all those sorts of things that I just, I, I love to pick at, you know. Um, I, I love the, um, if you remember Indiana Jones, remember his dad's journal, he opened it up and he drew his own pictures. It, it just helped him remember it, helped him see things and visualize things. So I want to help you, I want to recommend that to you to, to do that. Um, it's been helpful for me uh, and maybe it will be for you. Um, it, so another thing while you are thinking about, um, you know, making making eye contact Number, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Uh, read ahead while people are turning in their Bibles. In the middle of your message, when, when you go to say, turn with me in your Bibles to John 20, start reviewing your notes. Look ahead to see what you have laid out there, what you plan on saying, you know, here, here short, shortly thereafter. Um, page turning offers you a good, you know, 10 to 15 second window to look down at your notes and, and of course this will only work if you if you don't need to spend long you know turning there yourself so use your ribbons uh, put in extra ribbons or put in a put in a little sticky note on your paper you can accomplish a lot with a bookmark um, or two by by Im embedding the the relevant scriptures that that are in your notes number next use a wireless microphone if you can a podium microphone um, generally requires that you stand close to the podium uh, which in turn requires you to tilt your head down, you know, about a 45-degree angle to see your notes. And e each time you do that, the congregation gets a shot at the top of your head and your bald spot. So um, just keep that in mind. We're, wearing a, a wireless lapel or over-the-ear microphone will allow you to back away from the podium a couple of feet. It'll, it'll allow you to get away from your notes. It'll, it'll allow you to, to move around. You don't have to tilt your head down as much. If you're if you're standing a few feet back, your line of sight um, with, with your 
with your mic on is, is much better. Whereas if you're having to stand directly at the pulpit and look directly down. So here, here's a bit of advice that may be worth mentioning uh, when it comes to maintaining good eye contact. Try to avoid focusing too long on a particular group of people um, in the auditorium. Um, that can be distracting for people. If you, you look more to the right, look more to the left, you know, people begin to, to see that you neglect and um, them or neglect certain areas, and they begin to wonder. You know, they may be thinking, you know, why does he rarely over, you know, look look at us? You know, is there something over on our side that he doesn't like? Is he is he talking just to us, or is he talking just to them? So look at the people all around the room. Talk talk with um, with one listener at a time for for a second, and move from person to person. And not only will you benefit um, yourself personally when you know making eye contact, contact, but they will too. Uh, doing this is going to help you discern how well the people are tracking with you. Um, if you say something and see people, people tilting their heads or, or dropping their jaws or, or staring back at you with a confused look on their faces, and that's, that's a good indicator that you need to elaborate or, or possibly share an illustration to clarify what you just said. If you see people nodding off, you might share, you know, a story or, or scream at them, you know, just, just call them out by name, um, and, uh, tell them that they're sorry church members. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. So making good eye contact is key um, when preaching and teaching. It it's something that's it says something. It says that you're involved with them. It says that you love them. It says that you want to share something with them. And sometimes when we avoid eye contact, it's because we don't feel like uh, having that conversation. The church needs to know that you're ready to have that conversation with them. It's a sit down, come to Jesus meeting, um, in the realest sense of the word. So. Um, making eye contact. But let's go to the other end extreme. Let's avoid distracting um, body language in the pulpit. In John 12, 21, um, one fellow said, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. When God's people come to a worship gathering, they're, they're not coming to see us. They are there to worship the Lord and hear from his word. And so knowing this, the preacher will try to, to become as transparent as possible, minimizing distractions, minimizing behavior in the pulpit. And so um, here are the more common distractions. And, and if you're guilty, then uh, we expect you to uh, send us pictures uh, on the Edify Facebook page in sackcloth and ashes. Uh, number one, looking like a statue. Minimizing distractions does not mean that you stand motionless. Haddon Robinson reminds us that God designed the human body to move. If your congregation wants to look at a statue, they can go to a museum. He goes on to say, you need to carry over into preaching the same freedom to give your hands and arms and head in personal conversation, end quote. Uh, you can find that in Biblical Preaching. Um, great book, great book. We, we were given that in school. Um, so don't, don't look like a statue. Don't have a somber face. Uh, be a little bit more enthusiastic with, with what you're doing. Um, Martin Lloyd-Jones says that, that preaching is theology on fire. I think it was Envy Hardeman said, boys, if, if there's no fire in your sermon, throw your sermon in the fire. So so don't don't be motionless. Don't stand like a statue. Don't stand uh, your feet and knees locked. You're going to pass out. So don't look like a statue. But number one, don't pace back and forth. Uh, don't be running back and forth. If you're speaking into a microphone that is attached to the podium, um, you're going to have to stay put. 
if you use a wireless microphone like I do, um, I've got one of those, um, one of our guys here, uh, Les, he's a, one of our worship leaders and, and, and directs and, and plans that throughout the whole month. And uh, he's got one that goes over my ears. It's it's uh, it's skin colored, and so it, it sticks to my face. And he calls it my diva mic. Um, so we're we're bougie like that. Whatever bougie means, that's what we are. Pacing back and forth. If you're speaking into a microphone, like I said, you you have to stay put. But if you have a wireless mic, remember that pacing is often associated with worry and and nervousness. And two, the brethren are going to get wore out if you're up there for twenty five thirty minutes, and they're having to chase you back and forth in the pulpit. Um, I'm not saying don't move, but but don't go to the other end extreme, and, and that's all you do. Uh, and then third, scratching your head. Um, that's uh, that's that can be distracting. Uh, people are thinking, what's it, what's wrong with his dander? You know, <laughs> what's wrong with his scalp? Um, or or twisting a ring. Um, you know, tw- twist twisting a ring. I, I remember in school, I had a um, a science teacher, Coach Adams. He was our offensive line coach. And he had his wedding ring on, and he would take his Expo marker, and he would um, take his hands and rub them back and forth together. And it made clicking noise all the time during tests and during class, and it was just it was just uh, distracting. Looking at your watch, you know, <laughs> there, there are, there are, there are going to be people in the crowd who are doing that for you, so you don't have to. And, and what does it say if you're looking down at your watch? Uh, are, you, are you keeping time? Are you focused on the sermon? Are you, are you even bored with your own sermon? Uh, another one is, is holding the pulpit so tightly and never letting go. There was a guy at the Memphis School of Preaching, I think it was about a year or two just before I got there, but he held on tight to the pulpit so much that he pushed it forward, fell through, wound up breaking the pulpit in the chapel, uh, cracking it down at the bottom, and uh, it was just a mess. And uh, it, it does us no good to do that, uh, hanging on with a death grip like you're, like you're afraid you're going to fly away. Uh, and then also, this one may seem more common, but I think I have seen it done. Um, picking food out of your teeth or picking your nose. Uh, boy, it's almost like labels. You know, labels, you see things and warning labels, and you're like, well, why in the world would they put that warning label on there? Well, that's because somebody has done that. Some nut job has done that. Well, um, people have done some crazy things in the pulpit. People have done some crazy things as preachers. I was told of one occasion where the preacher of the church showed up a little bit late to the funeral, pulled up on his Harley while the funeral service was going on outside, graveside, and he pulls up in a white T-shirt. Uh, and he's the preacher of the church. He wasn't doing the funeral, but he showed up like a like somebody out of a roadhouse. Um, and, <laughs> and um, you know, that Kurt Russell could pull that off? We can't. Not in our, in our, our vocation. So you you have seen other things. You've seen some crazy stuff. I'm sure you have, even in the pulpit. And your family and friends may not consider these sorts of things distracting. Um, but all of these things can be a distraction in a public setting. And so I want to encourage you. Um, maybe maybe watch some video. Most of us are on YouTube now. Most of us um, are are on Zoom or Skype or whatever. And because of the the, the pandemic, so so just. Take a look at yourself. See what you do. Um, something that I, something that I would do is um, I would stroke my stroke my my goatee. I would um, I would stroke my mustache. My dad does it, and it's just by habit. It's something that I do. Uh, and, uh, and so when I when I you know pull the hair off my chin, um, 
it's uh, it was it was distracting to me. It was like, why why are you doing that? I don't know. I guess it's just some some subconscious thing. But so now I try not to do it at all. And so uh, when you watch yourself, that can be a very humbling experience. But it's well worth your humiliation. I mean, well <laughs> well worth your time. Uh, watching yourself flap around, your arms all over the place, you're scratching your head. Uh, you say, um, a lot, um, or, you know, or I was like, listen for words, you know, more times than you can count, you can hear words that you say over and over and over and over. And that needs to leave you to, to an immediate improvement. So, you know, make eye contact and make eye contact with everybody in the room, uh, visit with them for 10 or 10 seconds or so, and then move on to the next person. Don't look to the back of the room. Don't look in between people. Look at them. Don't be ashamed. Don't be afraid. But also, don't don't be up there um, distracting them with your body language as well. So, fellas, uh, Sunday's coming. Comes every week. It's often called the burden of preaching. So here this fine day is. I hope that you are doing well and that you are studying well. Remember your prayers. Uh, stay in your prayers and um, and love the Lord. May God bless you in your teaching and preaching of his word.